0: Ready, but maybe this time. <laughs> <laughs> but if I do that, I love it.
1: Unless it's like one of my favorite like jokes that people don't laugh at. Yeah. I love that. I have a list of jokes that people don't laugh at.
0: There is a good list to maintain, honestly. The, the like, like I said, like the the yet. I, I always get groaned from that. <laughs> the <But> yet, unless <laughs> maybe, but just this time. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Like people don't laugh at my little things, but I also, I also have a bit like a dark humor sense too. Where like I'll say something goofy, Mm. and I'm like, I always said it because I'm okay with internalizing the situation, but laughing at the absurdity of Mm. it too. So I'll give like a dark statement. The person will like this. They'll give me this straight face expression. Like what kind of monster? Like what are you (laughs) talking about? I I just put a frowny face (laughs) on the article. It's It's, fine. It's fine. I'm a good person. I just have a dark sense of humor. I'm
1: just making myself laugh. Anyway, (laughs) welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, a video game music podcast. This is episode 18-1. This is the uh, season premiere of World 18. It's a season or a world or something. It's a world. It's a world, yeah. It's Uh, It's a small world. It's a small world, and it's just you and me and the dog. That's right, but he's a cool dog. He fell asleep. He's been outside all day running around. Um, before we get started on the show, I want to give a shout out to our friend Derek, who gave us a nice little write-up on his blog, and he sent me a nice text message. Um, it's always nice to hear from you, Derek. And I didn't know this happened, so I want to hear this. Oh, thanks! thank you for the kind words. He said that it's nice. He was traveling through um, New Zealand and Australia um, for a few months, and Ooh. he was listening to our podcast while he was driving around, and, and he really likes it. He's really into game music. We met playing DDR back in the day. Um, he's really into like 2Dx and pop and music and all that other stuff. Too. All, all the music games that we're obsessed with. Yes, yeah, that's what he does. So yeah, thanks, thanks, Derek. It was good hearing from you. And as always, keep on traveling. Keep on traveling. Keep on trucking. I know you're doing big things where you are. He's got a CDL. C D O.
0: CDL. See, speaking of jokes that no one laughs at, <laughs> there's there's one right there. I just tried to CDL. throw in this CDL, commercial Shit. driver's license. No, he does not. That was the
1: joke. That was the joke. That I mean, was the joke. That was the, you know, if I just knew, if I just knew what that meant, <laughs> I would have laughed.
0: it so cool. off, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I, I'm tired. I've been out working out in the garden all day. It's been so nice. And I love it. If
0: you're, we're recording this. It is the end of April. My and, friend referred oh, to this as beautiful. quit your job weather. Quit your job weather. <laughs> this is the weather where you get out of bed and you go outside. You're like, I even going to work. I'm going to the park. I know. I've done this where I, I drive to work and I get out and I go to the walk to the door. And I'm like, I should just turn
1: around.
0: Turn around. Go to your car and just drive around. Oh. Go to the park <laughs> and stare at the stream. It'll be
1: a nice day. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that sounds so good. Um, okay, some other top of the show stuff. We should say that this coming Thursday... Is our Patreon um, for our Patreon subscribers? We're doing a live stream of the show. Now we have to emphasize oh, Thursday, seven thirty p.m. Eastern. I'm sorry for everyone else who's not United States Eastern. My bad.
0: Okay. Pronounce- also, aside from that component, we also have to emphasize that this particular Patreon attempt, <laughs> attempt. is. To get your favorite games' yes. tracks. So, for example, if you if one of your favorite games is Secret of Mana, give us a track you like from Secret of Mana. Of course, testimonials are optional, mm-hmm. but the main goal here is this has been a month of our favorites.
1: We yeah. want to hear your favorites. So they think of it like this. This is how I've been framing it in my mind. Um, I love these three Final Fantasy games. And I wanna play battle music on the show. But uh I like it better on four than it is on five. Yeah. But no, but my absolute favorite is five. So I'm picking music five.
0: Yes. Yes. That's a great way to there do it. There we go.
1: That's that's what I've been doing.
0: And like it doesn't I, have to be hard, doesn't mm-hmm. have to be complicated. Exactly. It's just shoot from if you if you can't decide, shoot from the gut. Yeah, it's fine. You know, it's we're not gonna hold you to
1: it you know we're not gonna be like unless you're chris murray we're gonna hold you to it yeah unless we've met you in person
0: then you're best. <laughs> dude what are you doing it. we're gonna find you <laughs> uh, but seriously just submit stuff yeah i mean we're i mean in the end we just want to know what mm. you like so come on guys yeah make it happen so and we'll probably post this on like, the groups too just in case people don't hear the episode or something. so um you want to know how
1: i've been doing on the game of the month You've been playing it, huh? I've been playing Enter the Gungeon, which is my game of the month. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, You know, yesterday I played for I guess a couple hours. I there's a, there's a there's a TV there's an old broken TV in the game. Mm-hmm. You pick it up, okay. Um, and if you dodge roll, you drop it, and you can't carry any other items as long as you have it.
0: It just basically sounds like ex
1: difficult mode. So if you take every every challenge in this game is like nightmare mode, right? So you have to take this TV down to the fifth floor to the blacksmith. Okay. And then she takes it, turns it into the robot, and that's the new playable character, the robot. Oh, nice. Which is only I mean, it's like one of the first, the first NPCs that you can that you can play as. And you did get this. You did pull it off. No, well, I got I got this. T- <laughs> no, I did. It takes so many attempts because one, it, it, it's so hard to get through. Um, you need to like you need to have like the right weapons, you need to make sure and also you can't have anything in your path. Like you you know how like there's like pits, the tables and pits stuff. and stuff. If you if you try to dodge roll over a pit, you'll drop it.
0: So how does that work? Cuz some areas required. Exactly.
1: If if you run into that area and you don't have any item that lets you fly and there's no other way around it, then you just you have to either give it up or oh, start that's over. Borked. So I got all the way to the end. I got to the 5th floor. And I had like half a heart left, and I was just like, my heart—I've never had my heart race so hard. Like it was just—it was so tense. I didn't make it. Oh. I was so close. But I, the thrill of the attempt. The thrill, the thrill of the attempt. If I felt amazing. Christy came home, and she's like, "Why are you like?" Like I was like on the edge of the couch. I was like, like
0: "Ah, I'm, I'm going to do it."
1: Um, but no, the, yeah, the, the the latest the latest update is really really good. There's then the new hidden area is called um, RNG, RNG, which is... like range, like random number generator? Yeah, random number generator, but it's, but it's spelled like R&D, like research and development, because Ooh. the whole stage is made with assets that were unused in the game, that were always, always in the game, but unused. And the music is an unused track that was on the soundtrack. Weird. Also, we're going to be playing more Gungeon music soon because the newest version, every NPC that you find in the Gungeon has their own theme song. Which means you're looking at doing a theme song episode. Oh, I mean, like I'm just saying, like now it isn't just like you know, Gungeon music. No, oh, there's a lot more music. A lot in the more, game. and a lot of it's really good. A lot of it's really, really good. I'm so excited. I'm so happy they they put so much time and care into this thing that I feel like I'm the only one
0: who really enjoys. No, no, no. I think a lot of for me. I think a lot of people enjoy this. Just yeah, it's, it's a, like I mentioned before. There are levels to it, and <laughs> yeah. not everybody's going to see the mm. bottom. It feels so good, man, and that's fine. But the people who see the bottom, oh man, that's got to be quite the thrill. It's it's addictive.
1: You get so you get to a certain point, or you find something new. You, it's addictive, and that's what keeps me playing. I'm like, oh, I got to do it again. Then you the, lose like for three hours, and then something happens, and you're like, oh. There's something new I gotta do it again (laughs) Meanwhile
0: with the messenger For me I've just fallen off The wayside Not that it's bad I need to go back You just need to go back to it It's like Like I said I fell off the wagon When it was like Here are the last upgrades In the game you can get I'm like But none of these excitement (laughs) So now I'm collecting Bubbles For nothing Also I spoiled myself Because I I needed to know I spoiled myself On what the power seals Give you Okay
1: that does not excite me. Okay, you. Um, when this is over, you tell me, and then I will also not be excited. <laughs> <laughs> it's. Like, I kind of want to know. So it's like it's well, because they're hard to get to. Some of them are they really are. some of them like Celeste level like hard.
0: And don't get me wrong, I I like that. Like it's to me that's like kind of the, that's a lot of fun oh, to try. I it's do just... like the, I do like the little demon who like writes in his book every time you die. Oh yeah, he's like oh stupid. He's got quite the ledger for me. I, oh me too. But like it's just. In the end, I felt like mm. I want to do more of the platforming, but when there are other games that reward me more with goodies, mm-hmm. I feel like I'd rather be playing one of those. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm stuck with. I'm torn to go back, and I'm struggling with it. And then to add, you know, insult to injury here, I developed this desire, this intrinsic desire, to take out the Trail series. Like uh, hardcore play through the Trails Legend of Heroes cool. RPG series. Yeah, I beat the first game way back in 2015. Sorry, early 2016. Mm-hmm. I had some bad moments that occurred during that period <laughs> of time. Yeah, and that resulted in me kind of just dropping the second one. I didn't even mm. touch it.
1: Really. Yeah, yeah. So now you're going. Now you feel like you've had some distance.
0: Yes, and it doesn't help or it does help that uh, I just reviewed Trails of Cold Steel uh, a week or two ago. And that one is a two-year post-sequel to the game I put down. Okay. And then there's another one coming out, which I got to review soon. But I want to be done a lot of them, as much of them as possible, before getting to into the second one. Otherwise, I'm going to have to play it, review it, then restart it after playing the other one. <laughs> it's going to get wonky. But the point is, I want to experience the entire saga because it's deep and it's enjoyable. And it is the JRPG fix that i had been looking for for a bit oh good so it's
1: like this is an itch that you knew was there to scratch and now it's like you're scratching it
0: yeah because before it it was always like hey do you want to play this idea factory or compile heart game Mm -hmm. do you want to play atelier something (laughs) no i want to play an rpg that's got a j in front of it that Mm -hmm. doesn't involve idea factory and just queued them up characters can you help me out we got you, fam. Falcom's got you back. That's, that's the
1: other thing, man. I've been listening to uh, Trails music at work a lot. Because it's a, it's gold. Oh, it's man. So, good. It is Falcom, so good. Falcom Sound Team. All right, so let's let's talk about our topic today. This Which is, has no Falcom games. No in Falcom it. games in it, right. Um, so this is our third in our series of our favorites. And I have to say, well, our favorites, shoot 'em ups. Or yeah. shmups.
0: Shmoops.
1: So not like running gun, not platforming, but specifically horizontal scrolling, vertical scrolling. Um, I would even say things like um, from a, a fake 3D perspective, like Afterburner. That mm-hmm. would be that would be a shmup. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, or um, was it a Cotton. Cotton's a shmup. Cotton's a definitely a shmup. So that or a Space Harrier. That that whole style. Uh, but i have to say these past two episodes. Um, well last one was fighting games and this one shmups mm-hmm. are in my wheelhouse and so I appreciate that and you're like let's make sure we do something that's in Rob's wheelhouse still oh yeah we did the RPGs now uh, JRPGs <laughs> <laughs> now action RPGs I'm like I don't know.
0: Yeah. I think it's funny because I was actually going to suggest at one point for listeners if they if they wanted to propose a like, your favorites of X they should try. Yeah, I'll, have so, start, I'll have to start playing them. <laughs> yeah, I was going to do. I was going to add the caveat like you can suggest it, but fair warning: if we do it, we might not be well versed. Like your favorite sports games, like well, we're the only three I played. Yeah, well, I've played more than three, but I, could,
1: I could pick a bunch. But they'd they'd be like racing games mainly. Yeah, yeah. but no, shmups are my thing. Like, I, Gungeon is a bullet hell game, definitely shmup. Um my all of my picks are my progression of learning to love um shoot 'em ups and then my and then evolving into loving bullet hell
0: games. Ooh, that's a good call. That's like my whole like little cycle. Mine on the other hand is just gonna be backwards because uh this was one of those cases where it's like I was having trouble deciding on some favorites. In two cases I was like, hmm. Well I already <laughs> picked tracks from those in previous episodes, and while I love them, I wanna give a spotlight to other games instead. Okay. So I was like, okay, pick these. Yeah. And then I'm like, how much of these do you remember? Not much, but I do remember why I like them, mm-hmm. and that might be enough.
1: That should be enough. That should be enough. Um, and 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 this this episode, I actually played a lot of the games ahead of time to re- refresh my memory of like, oh, this is the one I played. There's just so many sequels and things, but we can talk about that as we get into it. Um, this is an odd episode, so this is Odd Pernell.
0: That's right. Start, I'm that
1: guy. What is it?
0: I'm that guy.
1: Um, what it is Pernell, what is the first first song? I'm going in order
0: from newest to oldest
1: this New- time. Oh, okay. I'm going the other way.
0: So I'm gonna start with a track from a game I did pick in the past, but again, this purpose is because I want to talk I want people to play this bloody game <laughs> so much. <laughs> okay. And the game is called Hyper Void, and oh, the that's track right. title yeah. is called Distro Void, and the composer is Kamel Bushnek. listen to Distro Void from the game Hyper Void. I hope it revved your injuries as it was composed by Kamel Bushneck, a guy who I have never heard of prior to this game, but seriously, after hearing the majority of the OS team of this game, I really would like to hear more of him. Yeah, we because... have
1: played, yeah, some Hypervoid songs on the show, because they're so good. Yeah, I think I they're picked so DeMist
0: good. before. DeMist, yeah, yeah. I had like a very pointed meaning for that when, when I picked it before, mm-hmm. but... Nonetheless, like this is a very perfect fit for this episode's theme, and for me picking it.
1: So tell me about tell me about Hyper Void. Like how, how I, thought, I didn't think the gameplay was a shoot 'em up. For
0: some but it, it kinda is. It's more like you consider Tempest to be a them up right Yes, Just oh that's right. Coil. It's like a it's
1: like a Tempest style type thing.
0: Yeah, like sometimes you'll be in the full like cylinder like in Tempest, mm-hmm. sometimes the flat surface. Okay. Sometimes it's a weird thing where like it wraps around from the top, going around right. the back, so and comes back out your front.
1: Kind of behind your spaceship, going through a tunnel and you're mm-hmm. shooting at the things coming at you. So it's similar like we talked about with cotton yeah. or with space harrier. Yeah, exactly.
0: And this game does <gasps> a ridiculously good job of handling because while well, I don't get the story quite right in my head but mm-hmm. my understanding is like you were a ship That exists as like a program In a system And you're actually going into the computer Because you were sent there by the programmer To destroy a virus that is infecting a system So okay. you're actually flying through a computer Oh cool And like, like all the levels have, Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You're, you know, Every once in a while like, a line of code will pop like okay Like see out Like see input to such and such To like blast you to the next zone and, Oh that's cool and sometimes, like, it's like a part where, like, you might get infected with a virus and it just, like, it jams your weapon. You'll see at the code, comes up, it's just, like, weapon jam,
1: blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's what I loved about um, Res. Like, in the background, there'd be, like, little, uh, like, command line stuff that is supposed to look cool. But if you look at it closely, it says things like, uh, you know, target coming to the, the delete file, delete file.
0: Yes. And uh, that's how this is, too. Like, mm-hmm. the code. It actually seems reasonable for what's happening. <laughs> if it, if that makes any sense, like I it's, can see that. It kind you're...
1: of, you know I see what you're doing that matches with this. But if you had to fly and shoot things like this every time you needed to like move a file, like that would be awful. <laughs> yes, it would. And <laughs> It'd be imagine fun for if, a day. But... If your
0: accuracy went was even slightly off, your whole network goes down. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> like, uh, your your hard drive is corrupted because of like you deleted like <laughs> half of the data. But hey, it was a fun ride, right? Yeah. So like this game is. Like, it's lengthy. It's like t- 30 stages, maybe more if you factor in the bonus levels. I might—I can't remember if they're part of the numbering or are not. There, are there tracks for every stage? No, they reuse another track. They re-use a few of them, okay. If I say that, would be a lot. That'd be a lot of, a lot of, a lot of great tunes. Yeah, yeah. But, like, the game itself, it's addictive. Like, when we stumbled across it, it was completely by chance. Mm-hmm. It was like one of those, hey, this looks fun. Oh, this looks neat. Let's try it. Try yeah. it. And my friend Mike and I, we played the entire game in one night. We stayed up literally all night and played this game. There was one level in particular, which was the track from that old episode. Um, It's like a level where it's like two and a half minutes of just straight shooting through a tunnel very fast. And you have to be perfect. Like, it, there's a bunch of gates where if you crash them, you die. Oh, was that the Z Miss track? Yes. Yeah. You have to, like, squeeze through each notch, and every once in a while the viruses show up, and if the virus catches you, it jams your gun so you can't blow up the one opening in certain gate <laughs> areas. So it's very stressful. Mm-hmm. And it got to the point where, like, we were becoming determined. Like, this has to be at the end of the game. Right. So we just kept trying, kept trying, and it took, like, two hours... I'm not even making it like two or three hours to beat one stage Mm. because we were determined that night to get it. I got to a point where I was throwing water on my eyes because (laughs) I couldn't blink. Right. Like, I literally had this thing where I was like, you know when gamers have this thing where they always have to to do a certain thing in order to succeed. like It was like a ritual. In this case, my thought was I literally cannot blink. Yes. Or I will throw off my timing and and I will lose. Exactly. It
1: becomes some kind of weird... Um, some kind of strange, yeah, a, a ritual or a um, something you do. And there's um, Stevie Wonder wrote a song about it. Superstition. Superstition. <laughs> <laughs> there it was. Got the song first. But like, yeah, like it's so strange that you can get inside your own head and come up with these own superstitions playing these games. But this is going to be a common thread with these shoot 'em ups, especially the ones that get really fast and really challenging. Is that you stop blinking. I didn't blink. It's and hard on the eyes.
0: That was one more weird <laughs> yeah. thing I did. It got to a point also, because due to all, like, how you get to turn, then yes. turn, there was, like, a sequence you had to remember, too. Oh, yeah, okay. So I was like, I would not blink, and I'd start singing along with the game, like, turn left, shoot the gun, pew, pew, go to the left, well, go they, to the right, splastic shot. the move in, time, in rhythm with the music? No, I made it. Oh, you, mean, I, you I, I made it, it work. It I yet. fit it in, like, gun, dash, shoot, pew, pew, like, Blue gun, red gun, chains. Because also you have all of your guns at the, the same you're time. You're Space Channel 5. Oh, I was getting there. Run, man. turn, shoot, That's shoot. why that game was natural to me, though, in yeah. and of itself. Because like, it all made sense, right? It was yes. like, oh, it's telling me. It's, co- it's rhythmic coordinating for your shots. Love it. And like the only detriment this game has is it reuses bosses. So you'll fight the same boss multiple times across the game. Okay. So you might be like, oh, crap, that jerk again. Well, it's a not a big deal. You beat them, you move on, you do more cool levels. And they the lighting is perfect. Well that's
1: interesting. It's, the I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go ahead. No, it's this interesting. A conversation. It's, it's, well, it's interesting that with a lot of these shoot 'em ups we're gonna hear the the, the meat of the game are the bosses, where it's like the, the stage is kind of not super long, it's interesting, but you're spending a lot of the time on these boss battles that have multiple forms and they change into different things and they're super difficult. This is you're saying that for this game, hypervoid it's mainly that the stage is that when you are playing, you are looking forward to that, and the bosses they reuse them, and it's like okay, I will just get through that. Yeah,
0: like it's a it's just a gem of a game, and it's probably dirt cheap nowadays too, because I don't even think it sold very well, which is a depressing. Yeah, I remember you telling me that. Um, yeah, we're just gonna like I've actually realized. I'm this is me plugging another game, but this is the time to do it. Yeah, we're we're, we're enthusiastic. So well, I brought this up on the on the SML recently, but it's like. Why I like reviewing games. Because, yeah, you might say it's because you get games for free. Yeah. But the other reason mm. is because every once in a while you'll be told about something that you would have otherwise ignored, ignored you would have or skipped. Right. And I just reviewed a game called Bugs Must Die on Steam. Okay. The game is selling for butt. Like, it's not selling well at all, which is depressing because I love it. It's that good? Yes. Like, if you're familiar with Jackal from back on the NES days. Yeah, that game was hard, man. And this well, game is hard, too. It was hard to player. Like, this game is totally inspired by fans, for fans of Jackal. Okay. It's inspired by Jackal. That's like, so interesting. Again, that's interesting, too, Like that people would mind
1: that kind of nostalgia, but that game specifically.
0: Well, it's interesting in a way, because when you really think about it, there aren't a lot of games like that. Yeah. Like, the other game uh, I or... mentioned when I was doing the review, is, like, there was a game that Mike and I played called Renegade Ops on the PS3. Again, not many people know about completely stumbled across it by accident. And it's one of the best games on the PS3. Oh, cool. You're just driving a car, blowing up buildings, and saving <laughs> hostages. And this game was a lot of fun. It the OST is solid, the gameplay is solid. It hits all the notes. But if it
1: weren't for even knowing a that bug, the reviews... Bugs Life. Bug, bugs Life Must Die. Bugs Life? Bug, bug's, I mean, Bugs Must
0: Die. Disney Pixar's Bugs Must Die. Disney Pixar Bugs Must Die. <laughs> now, the game's called Bugs Must Die, though. Okay. It's on Steam. And it's not a Looney Tunes. Mm-mm. There's nothing loony about this game. There's no, there's no Bugs Bunny Must Die. <laughs> there's a little Bugs in there. There's some Bugs. Nah, yeah, Bugs. Bugsy Bugsy. Bugs. Bugs. But, like, yeah, like... And it also hits the the shooter. I guess you could almost call it a, like a shmup of sorts. Yeah, I would too. say Jackal kind of toes that line. You're not on an auto scrolling set, but you are definitely like it shooting like crazy, like lot. a twin stick shooter. Yeah, on the NES, you definitely can't go back. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's true. And this is like uh, there just that's a twin stick shooter. That's basically what it yeah. amounts to. That's, that's, right, that's right. Fire one direction, drive another. Yeah. Right. So let's move on to the next track. I'm picking from.
1: This is I would say this is the first vertical shooter that I played a ton of. Um, as a teenager, that really got me interested in the style of game, that got me really excited about scoring. Um, maybe not scoring so much, but just just really interested in playing the same game and learning all the bosses, learning all the stages. I don't remember much of it now, I had to play them again to remember which sequel I remember playing.
0: So not so much about
1: getting from the beginning to the end, but doing it better each time. Yeah, doing it better each time. Um, so this is Sonic Wings 3 for the Neo Geo, it's also called Arrow Wings 3 in America. And this track is from the bonus stage part two. So there's like two different bonus stages where, like, enemies fly out real fast, and you got—it's like we're almost like Gradius style. Um, and this is called the Sonic Jungle Show Part Two. And the Sonic Jungle <laughs> yeah, Show. Oh yeah. Is,
0: Starring Leslie Nielsen.
1: Well, this has got an amazing, like, German-based soundtrack. So um, I'll talk more about that. The composer, all that's credited, is Hosoq, H-O-S-O-Q Video System. So I think it's a. It's a group, but like there was no single composer credited. Uh, I hope someone, maybe our listeners, know who it might be, but that'd be kind of cool. So this is the Sonic Jungle Show Part Two from Sonic Wings Three. Jungle Show, the Sonic Jungle Show. It's
0: Sonic Jungle. It's Sonic Jungle. It's Sonic Jungle. It's Sonic Jungle It's Sonic Jungle. <laughs> jungle. <laughs> it's because I can struggle.
1: With. <laughs> it's Sonic Jungle. I love it, it could be a Sonic the Hedgehog oh, I love it! It's so, it's so jungle. This is the Sonic Jungle Show Part Two, Bonus Stage Two from the game Sonic Wings Three for the Neo Geo, composed by huso Q Video System. Oof! This is this these kinds of beats, man. They get me. I hear it, and it just I didn't realize. So this game came out in '96, 1996. This is a very interesting tune for a yeah. shooter. Um, yeah, all, the whole soundtrack is shmup. For shmup, yeah, it's all very fast, it's really crazy. Uh, the Sonic Wings series, um, it's the, you play as like five or six different characters who fly these futuristic space plane situation things, but like the characters are nuts. There's like, of course, there's like, there's like, um, there's like a, 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 a the crack rookie pilot, right? Mm-hmm. But then there's like a ninja. And then there is like two little kids off to school but they're flying a plane together for some reason. <laughs> there is a dolphin. Well dolphins if you are Who see- wears like a like a, a- one of those, those cats, you know, with like the goggles, like a flight cat. Thing.
0: For me, honestly, if there's any animal that's going to be flying a plane, it's going to be a dolphin. It's
1: amazing. I think he was introduced in the second one, and you start playing as the dolphin. Like his story starts out with like, I'm the first dolphin to fly, and like you start <laughs> flying through the game. So, but this is uh, Sonic Wings 3. So this is the one I remember, it came out in 1996, that I played a ton of in the arcade. Every time I would find a, a Neo Geo machine um, near us, they had this game was on it. And we did a vacation up to Maine, and there was an arcade near a laundromat that we used, mm-hmm. and they had this game. I played a ton of it, and I went back, and I'm thinking, like, wow, 1996, there's all of this crazy drum and, drum and bass and jungle music in it. And maybe that's what got me interested in this this, this style and the speed of music, was was listening to it back then.
0: Honestly, this does fit because it came out in '96. Yeah. you started really getting into the mixing scene like in the late '90s. Yeah, '97, '98.
1: Yeah, that's about when I got into. It. I got my my turntables like in '97. Boom! Yeah, so there you go. yeah. We can
0: attribute the song. <laughs> there yeah, it is.
1: My my interest in this music is video games. So,
0: my whole life is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, no, no, no. That's the thing. That's why I like about a lot of these game tracks. Like, video game music does inspire taste in the music. Like. We've talked about it multiple times mm-hmm. in the past. Oh, that yeah, yeah. you know, ease is why I got into metal for a while and a lot of rock music, mm-hmm. and popping is why I got into twee and cuddlecore. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, I always thought it was the, the Wipeout series that got me into drum
1: and bass, but maybe like in the back of my mind, I was hearing this because a lot of these, all of my shoot 'em ups, I mean, most of my shoot 'em ups are like are from the arcade. That's where I played most of them. Mm-hmm. And you don't hear the music very well in the arcade. The these explosions are more stained out. Yeah, the, the guns and the explosions and all of like, the stuff going on, it's so overpowering that if I ever play these on an emulator or at home, if I can turn down the sound effects, I always do. It's almost like a new experience. Like, what's exactly. what music sounds like? Yeah, it's a new experience. The um. So, yeah, if you get a chance, there's a place called, I think it's called PlayRetro.com. That has a lot of these like emulators you can play through a browser, mm-hmm. and that's how I, I went back and played some of these games. Ooh, ooh, and they're really cool. This game I forgot how good the animation was. It's really amazing. the uh, The bullets move way faster than your ship can move. So maybe I had the difficulty turned up. I didn't realize it. Maybe I was in nightmare mode. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps <laughs> playing in a browser at work, nightmare mode. No, I wasn't at work. If
0: your boss walks, in, you got to hit. I the F five key. <laughs> I was on the porch.
1: I was we were we were gardening and I was taking a break. And, and playing games. At work. At work. No, I took a day off, man. I don't, I don't play games at work all the time. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> um, but no, I just break things. That's that's, that's While my,
0: playing games. While playing games. Because, at work. Because I was playing games.
1: Man, oh, my boss might be listening.
0: That would be a trip... Robert Uh, Robert can you come in the office please Um, How did you get past stage 5-2 Without the special code Required to get the additional lives There
1: was a night that I had to work Real real late because um, I had some serious Network issues I was on the phone with uh, Tech support with VMware And I I was waiting for hours Like I was was there all All night and all day So while I was waiting I was playing SimCity (laughs) Like the original Sim City,
0: that's how it gets done. I was sometimes. like, I got nothing
1: else to do. Just gonna drink coffee and play Sim City. It was like, it's hard, man. The original Sim City is
0: tough. Oh yeah, I never did well in that game. I did horribly. It took me a while to figure out. I think it's. I'm not sure if I ever mentioned it on the show, but like in my high school, they gave us Sim City as one of our final projects one year. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was environmental <laughs> science, and huh. they made us play through our own instances of Sim City. They created. A specific like layout, oh a map, start, yeah, and then we had to expand it and stuff, with the intent being to the study like you know the effect of it, oh! it got, even, urban sprawl, yeah, and the effects of like oh, imbe- that's cool. It was really surprisingly uh, yeah. effective. Was it the original Sim City or was it like one of the later ones? Late the original Sim City on okay. PC. Oh wow, it was a trip. Like it looked good. It's one well of those where you look at your, your teachers like you made us learn by having fun. Yeah. <laughs> you monster, <laughs> you monster. She got she got the idea because I used to sneak games in and install them on the computer. Like we played I had Doom in there and Mega Man X on oh, that class computer. I know so many City.
1: so many of us. I'm sure so many of our listeners too have, have similar um similar experiences of like high school library computers, like sneaking in like an emulator to play like Final Fantasy or something on a study hall break or something like oh, that. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, on a break, on a break. <laughs> I don't play
1: games at work for now. Alright, before I get myself in the trouble, Purnell, your next track, please. (laughs) Well,
0: this series is a clear (laughs) giveaway here, so I decided to go with one that surprisingly had the majority of influence on me across the board. So this track is from the game Gradius Galaxies. Gradius Galaxies. And honestly, even though the track had a name where I found it, I don't think that's there's no official names to these tracks, huh? So I'm just gonna call it Stage Approach because it best emphasizes the approach. Oh,
1: because in Gradius, like you almost always start like in space. Mm-hmm. It's but it's always
0: that same song, right? It's well, like, this one had more than one, I think. Mm. But this is the one that stood out to me the most. What system was this on? Game Boy Advance. Oh wow. A rarity for the show. We rarely ever pick Game Boy Advance. It's true, yeah. And I don't I don't know this one. I'm sorry, continue. (laughs) (laughs) The composers, because I don't know which one did it, okay. Is uh, Kaori Takazo, Hirofumi Sano, and Shigemitsu Goto. Kaori Takazo, and Kaori! Kaori Takuzo Hirofumi Sato and Shige Mitsu Goto. voice like broke like right there. It's like, perfect. Like, so, well, I'll start off with Gradius in general. So, the overall franchise of Gradius is one of my all-time, if not my all-time favorite shmup franchise. So, Say what you want about the actual gameplay, even though if you hate it, I'd be shocked. I don't think I've ever met a person who likes shmups but hates Gradius. But say what you want about the gameplay, but I feel like Gradius is like the granddaddy of, like, weapon progression systems in shmups, if the shmup even has it.
1: So... Yeah, yeah, I think so, because... A a, a lot of shmups handle upgrades and power-ups all different ways and most of them are like you pick up the same thing you pick up one thing you pick up one thing and the same the same thing you pick up over and over mm-hmm. gradually increases your power or your speed um some other ones where it's like you pick up different colors of things will change exactly what you're doing but with Gradius it's like you you can choose when to upgrade and in, in, Like, what to
0: upgrade and when, which is really different. And it's one of the earlier ones, too. Yeah, because I think Gradius 1 was just one straight line of stuff, but then the later games, they gave you variety. Like, okay, do you want the uh, the weapon progression where you can get the ripple gun? Or do you want the one where you can get the laser gun? Uh,
1: Gradius 3 for the Super Nintendo had a really cool progression, I really enjoyed that. And then Parodius also had the similar thing with the different characters. Um, it, yeah,
0: because Prodigy really, yeah. was like there was like it's just like it was a prayer It was like a
1: parody style Gradius. Yeah, you play as the you play as a Pingo or whatever his name is, the penguin, mm-hmm. space turtle,
0: the octopus, the lady
1: who rises, the, the bunny girl. Yep, you play all kinds of wacky characters. And so tell me, the, tell me about Gradius Galaxies though. Are there are wacky characters in this one, or is it no. just well, so oh.
0: the only thing that makes this one
1: stand Viper, out is his name, Viper, Vic Viper, Vic Viper. That's Dick the Viper.
0: that's the primary ship across all Gradius games. There are I think there are like other ones like Vic Viper Two. And like other remodels, there's that one game where he he meets himself in the past. (laughs) I think that's the one Treasure developed. But anyway, Gradius Galaxy. There's nothing special, but this only hook is that it was on the Game Boy Advance. Mm -hmm. So why this one works so well for me and why it's in my when it sticks out for me is that your top. So I love the Game Boy Advance. That's shit. Well, it might be a secret because I never bring it up on the show, but. I was obsessed with the Game Boy Advance when it came out. It was like the, it's about time console. Yeah. A portable Super Nintendo during the age of PS2. And Dreamcast and all that. Yeah, and they were releasing a lot of good stuff, a
1: lot of good ports. I remember, I remember when everything was something advanced Yeah, I remember when Dodgeball came out, Super
0: Dodgeball Advance or something. I was like, oh, and it hey, was really
1: good. Yeah, they were releasing a lot of good stuff, so, this, so that makes sense that this would be uh, at that time.
0: Yes, right. Yeah. So while I did play previous, I had played Gradius and I had played Life Force because again, at this point, I was already a major fan of the series. I just wanted to see what this portable Gradius would be like, mm-hmm. and what ended up happening was. It became that lunch break, ride the bus. Because I used to ride the bus at that time. Yeah. It became that game that I would play all the time. Like, I was determined to beat this game. (laughs) I was determined to succeed. And it was almost perfect for the commutes and stuff because, as you know from playing Gradius, the moment you die on the later levels, Mm -hmm. unless you're a beast, you're just hanging up at that point. Right. So you're
1: collecting power-ups to eventually choose what you're going to upgrade. Yeah. So as you play the game you're, you're it's almost like a, like a roguelike in that way. You're collecting these upgrades as you play through. Mm-hmm. As soon as you die or lose, you go back to square one.
0: Only on the upgrades. Your ship Only will still be upgrades. on that stage though. You're still so on the higher level. It's like, it's like I'm on upgrades. I got to stage six with this whole loadout yeah, but yeah. now I'm stuck on a stage six with no speed up, no missiles, no laser mm-hmm. and you're like, how do I succeed on the hardest level of the game with the base level ship which means at that point, you're like, what is the optimal upgrade path just to get me moving? And yeah, then you're yeah. struggling just to get there. It's a trip. But doing that on the bus or in the break room screaming my head off <laughs> with these awesome GBA tunes playing in my ear, mind yeah, you. Yeah, this
1: is this is good stuff. This is good. It's like chip
0: tunes, but there's some sampling in the background, too. Like so There's a nice kick drum. There's a hi-hat back there. And Konami was really good at composing tracks for the Game Boy Advance like people that not Konami because obviously the company wasn't doing it mm-hmm, but right, right, the but... people they would get to do work were genuinely skilled at the art and it showed across all of their games. Mm.
1: I love the the second half of this track because it starts out kind of kind of generic like oh here we're going to start here we're going to start but then it gets kind of like a funky jazz kind of vibe going on there's a little pitch bend yeah it's real good this is like real, really real clever
0: and it makes me tell I mean now I feel like I need to start looking at some of the other ones because I still have um Circle of the Moon Castlevania but mm. I unfortunately still the, least... on the advanced on the look at your advanced games yes but yeah. I sold Konami Crazy Racers like a schmuck because I was like well I got Mario Kart now so I don't need this one anymore <laughs> I regret that decision. Oh, Why is that? Because I miss it. Oh, you miss it? Okay. Yeah, I was like, know. "Oh, guys, now it's worth four thousand dollars." Actually, I got to feel like I could probably get crazy racers for peanuts if I hit eBay. I don't think I actually went up in value no. at all. It's just an old game that I. It's just too crazy. Cra- it's <laughs> just too crazy for too people. Too crazy for the world. Too crazy for the world, but not too crazy. Now, so you people. like Konami, but no, not
1: crazy. <laughs> you don't want to get down with them crazy racers. Crazy with a guy. All right, so my next track. This, so this is a few years later. Um, I started going to the Granite Run Mall. Remember the Granite Run Mall? Mm-hmm. It's not there anymore. It's kind of scary and run down. They were going to talk about mall Rats 2 there, and yeah. it just didn't happen. It just didn't happen. So they had an arcade in that place where I first started really getting into Marvel Capcom, and I think they had Third Strike and a bunch of others. But in the corner of the arcade, they had Strikers 1945. Oh, I Part remember that two. game. And I used to go there. I was working at FunScape at the time, but I would still go there to play this game and this is the first game that i got really into score attack that i was really focused on not just getting through it not just playing it well but understanding how the game scores and trying to do it through one credit and i'll talk about more about how to play like how they how you're intended to play shooters for score but this is this was this, this is like one of the first ones that kind of drew me towards bullet hell games because suddenly The screen was just covered in stuff, and it moved very fast. Mm -hmm. So, Strikers 1945 Part 2. For the arcade, this is a track called Far From the Cloud Sea, which is the cloud stage, composed by Masaki Isutani. So this is, this is far from the cloud sea, the cloud stage from Strikers 1945 Part Two, composed by Masaki Isutani. Mm. So, the Strikers series weren't they like military planes? Yeah. So remember, um, it's the it was for the NES. It was also in the arcade. It was just called like 1943, and then there's 1942. Wait, Strikers was a sequel to that? Yeah. It was a sequel to those. So imagine... I never knew that. So those games were like, I I think you were playing as the Axis side of World War II. No way. Yeah. Internet time. Internet time. I just pulled that. Anyway. Well, you
0: keep talking. How long... Oh, you are? You did look it up.
1: All right. Here we go. All right. Uh, All right. In the summer of 1945, after the end of World War II, uh, peace has once again spread throughout the world. However, the mysterious organization of C-A-N-Y... Emerged to conquer the world Can using he... super weapons. Yes. <laughs> Never seen before. It is composed of high ranking international military officials. Six best fighters who together form a team called Strikers have been chosen secretly by United Military Headquarters for a mission against this threat.
0: See, so you're not the Axis ally. Oh, yeah. you could be the ally. I mean, like, uh, come on. Axis you're D- Japanese fighter palate
1: right after World War II. So, yeah, but some, it's, it's a
0: Japanese-developed game, and yeah. they're not necessarily fighting against like uh, <laughs> it's like now that peace has been restored, we're not having any of that. Yeah, yeah like,
1: no. <laughs> exactly. No, it's this not is like something a, else. But it's just it, again, it's a war game in, in World War II. It's kind of it's a little dicey. But in the Striker series, like you're fighting, like you're in these kind of warplanes. But suddenly you have lasers, and like you're fighting these other warplanes, and they suddenly they turn into robots, and then they turn into aliens, and it's
0: crazy. It's the
1: secret world we didn't
0: know existed. Yeah, but
1: oh, so there's this. There's, there's uh, six different planes you can play as, and they're they're all so different. They all had different shots, uh, different power ups.
0: In an ult- in an alternate world, World War One <laughs> was actually fought with mechs. Exactly. And like, crazy I know I laser know my
1: rifles. I know my steampunk history. <laughs> you know, come on. Um, but no, so it was only a quarter to play, and I learned that if I were to continue the game, like after I died, I would go through and continue, my score would drop to zero. And I wanted to get myself on the top three of, this, of the leaderboard on the machine. Which means one credit clear! Which means a one credit clear. That's the one CC. One credit clear. And that's how you loop the game. There was actually a Strikers 1945 Plus, the loop, that was like designed to be like, every loop you played got like, different or harder. Um, and so I became obsessed with trying to loop this game. I got pretty close. I put a lot of hours into this
0: game. I have never 1cc'd any shooter, and whenever I see it show up that someone did, it blows my mind. It's,
1: it's a lot, a whole, whole lot of memorization. But with Strikers 1945, the the scoring isn't super complicated. There's no combo system, there's no this or that. Like, there's there's some score pickups throughout the game. Um, try to get down to as many enemies as possible. In um, one shot, they get through through one playthrough, and again, don't die. And if you complete a boss without using any bombs, then you get bonuses for that too. And that's pretty straightforward, I think. Um, so, but other than that, like I became obsessed with this stupid game. I love. I, I became obsessed with the dodging of all the bullets on the screen because the, the the bullets were super super clear. They were
0: like bright blue or bright pink. Uh huh. Um, and they, and they that became like a mainstay of bullet help games. I like that because I'm actually thinking about. It's funny you say that because some of the earlier uh, like cave shooters mm-hmm. didn't do that. They had those horribly narrow, janky
1: bullets. Yeah, it was like oh, there's gonna be bullets or missiles, so they should be like like gun metal gray or something. But they just blend into everything.
0: And that's the thing when they re they started re- making like mm-hmm. re releases of them on consoles like in recent history. Like like there was that one weird like fever Gundan or whatever it was called. Mm-hmm. Dung Gun Fever, I think it was called, and then there was like, of course, Strikers, and there was like two other shooters that got re-released. All of those, they actually had a switch option to turn those into colorful bullets. That's
1: that's the best. Yeah, I think that's it's so necessary. I feel like the, the genre, this this genre of game, started changing at a certain point in the late '90s, where the difficult people wanted more difficult games, right? Because mm-hmm. you you weren't just having some casual player walk into an arcade and playing a random game anymore. People were going to arcades to play a specific game because there weren't many arcades left anymore. Mm-hmm. So they, they were looking for harder stuff. That's, why, that's they that's coming back for. That's why Cave um, became, uh, no, it was a cave, yeah, Cave and Treasure, they started, like, really increasing the difficulty of their games. Yeah, that's, I think it was uh, mostly Cave because I can't, yeah. I
0: think Treasure, did they have any arcade games? No,
1: I think I must be just thinking of Cave. I, was, I think it was, I think it was... Um, Seekyo? Know, it, um, it's the developers of Treasure went off to work at Cave. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, they, they created um, the, the company called Cave to create bullet hell shooters. Um, yeah, pretty much.
0: I miss Treasure. But
1: yeah, but the, the, whole, the whole thing of making the, the, the enemies and the bullets really clear mm-hmm. by like having really bright contrasting colors is all a byproduct of increasing the difficulty of the games, making it easier for the player to to recognize everything on the screen at one time.
0: I can almost picture that one real jerk of a character at the arcade is like, ah, I guess you losers need your colors. I'm fine with just not taking. I don't need colors to see bullets. I'm like, oh, I just remember where everything is. I'm like, no, no,
1: you don't, no, you don't. And if you do, I'm not doing it.
0: <laughs> exactly. I had time for that. I want to react. I don't want to memorize. <laughs> but this,
1: this is a, this is a fun one. If you can find an emulator, like I see, it's, just, I think it's on the Sega Saturn, also. But it's, it's, check it out. It's, it's really fun. It's, it's really fast. It's short. Like all of them. I think was like five or six stages. This, the, the, the order of the stages that you play differ depending on the.
0: Plane that you start with that actually reminds me too it makes me want to ask the question mm-hmm. not just definitely in schmus but in general what do you prefer memorization or reaction Huh. do I prefer you know what I, I've been running into that with
1: DDR lately where I can play and grind out the same song like every week and that's memorization. To a point
0: Yeah, because it's interesting When you talk about DDR though I feel like with that A lot of the time The memorization is by It's not intentional It just happens It just
1: happens But, I mean, I have so much music That I just prefer to play new stuff I just sight read Yeah So, and that's reaction Mm -hmm. I think I prefer reaction I'm in the same But
0: when it comes to shmups I prefer reaction When it comes to music games I prefer reaction
1: But to get get good And to, to reach a certain level With a specific game Like, it's gotta be Half and half
0: yeah, but and I'll give it that. Though. Yeah. I mean, like that's a that's a natural mm-hmm. memorization. As corny as it may sound, like I think of it more like muscle memory than muscle anything. Memory, yeah, because like, and I say muscle memory because there's a difference between being able to say, "Hey, at this point, the guy's going to fire three bullets, then two bullets, then one bullet, then five. dodging this this exact order. That's true memorization. It's another thing to say, "Hey, Pernell, how, what happens?" It's like, I don't know. But well, then it, when you see me play, I'm like, because eh, eh, you, you eh, your brain took it in. You've
1: memorized patterns, mm-hmm. but you not memorized the whole system.
0: No, no, not even just that. I mean, like, still saying three, five, two, one, or whatever. That's still a pattern. Yeah. Because like, this is the order in which he fires this set of bullets. I'm saying, you, your body knows it's yeah. going to happen. But if <laughs> you were to ask me, what happened there, I'm going to say, uh, oh, I it, just dodged everything. Yeah, it's the, it's the twitch mechanic, right? It's like that whole
1: it's uh it's it happens a lot in pop and music yeah pop yeah it's you're not you're 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 out of control at that point like your your body's kind of going doing it it's almost autopiloting it.
0: yeah and yeah. after i've done it enough my body knows mm-hmm. from doing this enough this is what's happening. Get that rhythm down. Yeah. But if you were to say, "Pernell, what was the stair? What was the the, the piano scale for that were like, Some <laughs> <Right. laughs> notes they were falling, and I hit
1: them. Did you do A B D C B and not A? Uh, no, I don't remember. I don't I just, know. I, just move, I was just moving. I was moving. My body but,
0: knew what to do. And but I when did. you do
1: it and you're successful, it's addictive, yes. and it makes you want to come back. And I don't think it works for everybody. Like this kind of game mechanic, that kind of addictive mechanic, that's not for everybody.
0: But. That is why those games work so well, and why they stick around. Because when you think about it, for all the music games that we have, very few of them step outside of the box and do something truly unique. A lot of them is truly just scales coming down mm-hmm. and hit the note at the bottom. Or it might be scales are coming towards you, hit yeah. them when they get to you. It's always some scale <laughs> coming to some spot and you hit it to the beat every time. So you would think I'm getting I should be tired of this formula by now. I've done this so many times across the last twenty years. And yet here I am playing Demo, playing Vose, playing Citus, you know, well CITUS is dots, but I digress. Here I'm playing DJ Max Technica. Yeah, it's all yeah, again, it's all the same. It's just but the reason why is because that sense of music, the sound, and reacting to the Mm. sound, that is all it takes. It's the most minimal Yet uh, high production quality well, product.
1: There is a there is a strong connection between music, rhythm games, and shooters. And I'll talk about that on my next track, but we're
0: on to your next track. All right, Yeah. So this one's going to be a little bit odd for me in that I don't remember a ton about this game, but I know that it belongs on this list, and I'm actually going to play it when I get home tonight. Okay. So I did a lot of thinking about this, it's and about, this is why about, I chose about it. About soul searching. Yes. Yeah, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> This track is from an old game called Section Z. Ooh, yeah. I remember this one. I do remember that. Another case where the name, the tracks don't really have names because it was way back in the day. Are we playing in the NES version or the arcade version? NES version. Okay. Um. So I'm just going to go with the stage two theme, or okay. not the stage two theme, just the second stage theme. Just there's, stage two. <laughs> yeah. And the composers are Kumi Yamaga and Tamayo Kawamoto. Kawamoto, dude.
1: Okay, I'm done. Gross. Uh, yeah. Thanks. <laughs>
0: to the second stage theme a stage theme from the game Section Z composed by Kumi Yamaga and Tamayo Kawamoto mm. so this game I don't think I've ever mentioned it on the show it might seem like it's coming from way out of left field <laughs> what the heck is this guy doing putting Section Z on an episode of this show about favorite shooters or shmups? and the answer is I know Gradius came out before this game, mm-hmm. but I'm fairly positive this is the very first shmup I played. Oh, okay. And I didn't even know it was a shmup at the time because I didn't know it was a genre because I was like seven.
1: Yeah, well, I feel I feel like in the NES and the Super Nintendo, even the Super Nintendo into the Genesis, there were like the, the, the whole shooters as a as a genre of game was very. It was so common. It was like how it was almost, I feel like it was how FP like first person shooters are today. Mm-hmm. They were doing that back then. It was like everything. In this game, so many of them. It was just—it was a perfect game. Like mm. this one, you actually fly around as a as a as a little guy.
0: Yeah, you're a pilot, and you're invading a sec a uh, location known as Section Z. And the goal is to get to the very end of this, like, sequence of corridors. Mm-hmm. So think of, uh, like, how Darius works. How you would go from one planet and you choose between two planets and you yeah, just kind of branch yeah, yeah. out. Yeah,
1: you kind of have, like, a little branching path system at the end of each stage. Yes, yeah. this
0: game was like that. Every stage could be long or short. And at the end of the section, you would actually choose a, del- uh, a warp and you would take it to go to the next section. So... Some areas would be fast, some areas would be slow, some areas would be riddled with monsters, some would have no monsters. Hmm. You don't know until you get used to the pathways and determine the best route to take. And as you're killing and destroying monsters, they'll sometimes drop power-ups which will determine what kind of weapons you can cycle through, and you can fire in both directions. Yeah, that was interesting. I mean, when we were watching some of the playthrough, I had
1: forgotten that this is, I think it must be one of the first ones that you can do that, where it's, it's horizontally scrolling to the right, mm-hmm. but with enemies coming behind you, you said if you press A and B at the same time, yep. he turns around.
0: Yeah, one button Ooh. was um, selecting between your guns, one button was the actual use of the gun, one button was, like I said before, you press them together. I'm pretty sure that's how you actually change directions. Mm. Though it's okay. been many, many years, but. It was, I remember having a ball with failing at this. I did beat it one day. Oh, okay. But it's not an easy game. It's, no. I wonder how I would fare at it now, though. It was
1: very fast.
0: Yeah, it was all the fast levels. If it was a slow level, you know, I, I may do. But if it was the levels where the, game, the screen just like would scroll like a bullet and you could get, get smashed by the screen or whatever. It was something. But this game was a gem. Mm-hmm. Capcom, of all people, developed well, it. That's actually, right, it was Capcom. The soundtrack
1: is, it's very um, classic NES, where there's no additional sample channels or something extra with the percussion. It's just just the, the square waves and the, and the noise channel for the little percussion. It's just a groove. <laughs> but yeah, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of movements to this within a short period of time. And it does that thing that NES music does that I love a lot, where when it goes to the loop to the next part... It doesn't sound like it's looping right away. Mm-hmm. Because the opening of the song sounds like it's like the next verse of a song, you know? Just, it just flows It just keeps right going. In. Yeah, it's a good flow. Permaloop.
0: So is there a lot of music in this game? No, no not it's much. Just like one or two songs? Maybe four. Because like I know you... When you start, when you're flying around, like you'll go between sectors right. and the track won't change. It's just sometimes you'll eventually make a transition and the track will change then. Almost like, mm. okay, now you're in this, like this component of the game. And this component of the game. Oh crap, you're at the end, there's the boss. But um, it's generally like, expected that you're going to be going through multiple sectors with the same track looping. Uh, and it's just go. Well, that's a good loop then. Oh, it's a, I love a this track. Right, so my last track
1: is from the game. Alright, this is a long one. This is when I went back to rediscover shooters through the wonders of emulation. And I looked online to say who are what are people's favorites, and that's when this is when I discovered cave shooters. Mm. And I didn't realize I was playing a sequel to the sequel of a whatever. <laughs> I'm asking one I was going to say it was like Bug Princess, but there's no way it's not that one. It. it was before that. This is Dudan Pachi Dai Fukatsu Black Label Arranged. Ah, the one I always confuse with Cho Aniki, even though they're nothing alike. There's so many of them, um, and this is for the arcade, and it's composed by Manabu Namiki, and the track is Last Words. This is the ending theme to Dudan Pachi, Dai Fukatsu, Black Label. Arranged. Also, this is just danceable. It is, it's got a good
0: dance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 These, reminds me of that old- DROP t- THE BEAT! <laughs> 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 this reminds me of, like, was, Did you see that old YouTube clip where someone had come up with, like, it was, like, a video game dance party or something? And it was like people like supposedly dancing in oh, a club. Okay, to video no, game music. This is
1: the Legacy Music Hour. Is that what that was? So the Legacy Music Hour. um, Yeah, Robin Brent. They. <laughs> Rob <and> they
0: <laughs> it was such a weird they, sketch.
1: They, they were doing like, yeah, it was going to be like the Legacy Music Dance Hour, and but the people they they hired were were dancers to hired like to be on the show, but they didn't know that they'll be dancing to was video game music. Oh, wait, seriously? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll play it for you later. Actually, I'll play it for you now. Um, but no, here's the track from <laughs> Dudam Pachi. This is The Last Words, the ending theme. is the ending theme called Last Words from the game Dudan Pachi Daifukatsu Black Label Arranged. This is a cave shim up on the arcade. Composed by Manabu Namiki. Isn't that awesome? I love, I love this tune. When that guitar kicks in
0: with all that reverb on it, and I like, it's so it, was, 80s. And I like it more because mm. I feel like and this is I miss mean, this may be exclusive to me, but I don't remember ending tracks as often as much as I'd like to because I don't hear them very often. No, yeah, Genial, especially don't, especially with a game like this.
1: Oh yeah, like so, you might have never get to the end. Yeah, this this is definitely. I think I want to say this is one of the first games where they actually called like the different different difficulties you could choose from. One of them was Danmaku or Bullet Hell. Um, or whatever it was called. But. So was this
0: the first one that gave you that choice? I know Black Label. And I only learned about Black Label because of a game that I didn't mention on this episode only because I didn't want to overexpose it. Mm. That smiles. Ha! Now it's exposed. Um, but that one had a Black Label version yes. and I learned that that was what was on the Xbox 360 release mm. and it lets you like select... Whether you wanted to play black label mode or regular, and black label mode had like an absurd number of bullets on the screen. Oh, yeah, it was. The bullets would explode into more bullets.
1: Yeah, or if you want to defeat a character, they would explode into more bullets. There was just so much happening on the screen. It was anxiety inducing yeah. in the best way possible. So, this, this is the one where I got, because uh, shooters made by Cave, they have very, very complicated scoring systems of. Like uh, you have for for, for example, for dude on Apache, it isn't just like clearing enemies off the screen. You have to clear them. Once you clear an enemy, a timer ticks down, mm-hmm. and you have to clear another enemy before it ticks down to keep a combo going. But it goes really really fast. So in order to play optimally for scoring, then you have to leave enemies on the screen intentionally, and not destroy them quickly, intentionally, so that you oh, there are always enemies on the screen. You
0: can just kind of jump from so guy to the guy.
1: And then you also have to prioritize the larger enemies that you can't just blow up right away. So then you have to think, okay, well, how do I manage to keep them on the screen while also blowing up smaller enemies around it so that I don't break my combo? And the goal, is, the, 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 the biggest goal is to complete an entire stage without breaking combo. So you get to a boss, you have to just hold down the trigger. And there's and, probably a bonus for that, it. too. There's right? a huge bonus. I've only done it a couple times. Um, but this, see, this is a game where I learned about this crazy geometric bullet-shaped patterns that are really pretty. That actually um, makes me the think. The crazy fast music and the really insane scoring. I never got super good at it, but I got really focused on the memorization of when the enemies appear... Where they will be on the screen, where I should position myself throughout the game, so that I actually have a path, because enemies will fire
0: wherever you're at. Favorite combo system? This this would be it. This was it. Yeah. just The keep guys on is like keep calm, keep guys from dying as quickly, not quickly. I'm not even phrasing yeah, this properly. Well, this this
1: also had the um the mechanic that that a lot of the other cave shooters have, like Mushihime sama, where if you tap the button, you just shoot and you move normally, but if you hold it down, it, the, the the ship focuses a charge into like a laser and it actually slows down.
0: Oh, so you basically can't d- evade very well while you're doing the hold fire. Yeah, but you do more damage
1: and your a little dot pops up on your ship, which is your actual hitbox. Oh, I like when that happens. So when you're fighting a boss and there's tons of things on the screen you need to do more fine, more like a finesse movement. Mm-hmm. Then you would hold down the button, then you can see your hitbox and you move slower so that you can dodge better. Uh-huh. it's just I loved everything about this. Was this co- the combo system was really it was simple enough. To understand, I wasn't like trying to collect items and do this or that. I was just trying to manage everything on the screen, and to play for a better score, you were you were playing riskier and like that whole risk reward balance. It made oh, se- yeah. it just
0: it makes sense. I do like risk reward, mm. like because I asked that question because it got me thinking. When you mentioned, it, I was like, oh, that's an interesting. I never heard that one before. But like the one that I think I like the most to this day is probably still rating the silver guns mm. combo system. It was a weird one. Are you familiar with how it worked? I want to say we talked about it. I can't remember. it. So the idea behind the radiant silver guns combo system was that all the enemies, every enemy in the game, except maybe a boss or two, mm-hmm. or the bosses in general, come in three colors: red, blue, and yellow.
1: Oh yeah, that's right.
0: And you got to like you combo the colors together, right? Yeah. So it's set to three. So like, if you hit a yellow moss enemy, you can't kill any other enemy but yellow, specifically two more times. So once you've killed a set of three you're free to kill another color type if you want or you can just do more of the same color And
1: again you're playing risky that way because you're leaving enemies to shoot at you just because you're trying to maintain that combo and also like you have to be accurate at that time too because you can't miss and hit the wrong
0: color Yeah. and then in addition to that they Mm. had the paint scraping in that game too which I liked a lot See, oh. like rub up against the wall and get extra points or rub up against a stream of bullets and get points.
1: Right, because your your hitbox, like in this game, is it's much smaller than the actual sprite on the screen. And that's common with a lot of the other older titles that we've been talking about tonight too, like Strikers and with Arrow Fighters, but it wasn't so apparent. You just had to know. Mm-hmm. Um, in this game, it was like, you know what? like We're going to make it super hard, so we're going to give you all of the information on the screen to really understand it. But they did I almost played some music from Toho, because a um, uh, Zune who developed the Toho games really focused on that too. Like the hitbox? The geometric patterns, the hitboxes, like holding down the button to focus your shot and to slow down. And all of those have different scoring systems on every single game and I can't remember all of them. (laughs) But that's okay. That's part of
0: the fun of going to revisit.
1: Yeah, so Pachi is awesome. I really encourage if anyone's interested at all in playing bullet hell type shooters, they're really great. If you live in Pennsylvania, east side of Pennsylvania, there's at Exton Mall, there is a round one arcade, and they have Dudanpachi Daijuao, which... Really? Yeah, which is awesome. So sit down, you can play it with the joystick. You can, it's, it's really fun, authentic, crazy bullet hell experience. Check it out. Or get an emulator like me, because whatever. <laughs> They're hard <laughs> to find. They're great. Um, so I'm going to turn the track down, and we're going to get to the part of the show we call the bonus round. Bonus. Bonus round. Bonus round approaching.
0: <laughs> Bonus, bonus, bonus,
1: bonus, <laughs> bonus, bonus. bonus. Uh, the bonus round is the part of the show where we play covers and remixes based on our theme and, and arrangements as well. So today is ups, our favorite up So are you picking from a, a, a game that we heard before already?
0: or Possibly on another episode, but not this episode. Oh, okay, so what is it? I had one in mind originally, but when I came across the fact that a guy I really like did a remix for this game or okay. cover for this game, wow. I had to go with it. So, Of course. This is a cover from the game Guardian Legend mm. on the NES, which as you know, had hybrid like, walking and shooter levels, shmup levels. Mm. Um, the track is titled 8-Bit Rocks and is composed or done by Prozac. Oh, awesome. The right. guy who did Rocket That's from right. Master. Got a little Sammy Hagar at the end there. <laughs> right. This is 8 Bit Rocks mm. cover composition from the game Guardian Legend, done in the style and by the man who goes by Prozac. I love this guy's work. Like I said earlier, I remember him from a track that I have loved for years. Called Rocket, which was a cover he did from a Blaster Master tune. Yeah. So when I stumbled across, like, well, I got to listen to this.
1: Yeah, I I like his style, and this I like that the track was this track was a kind of like low fidelity, kind of had a surf rocky kind of thing going on, but like I don't
0: know, it was just and I love that it was a cover of my favorite track in the game mm -hmm. proper, which is pretty much like and it works really well. It works really well as a rock track. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that. Oh my gosh! See now I got to. I can play Guardian Legend again too. My log of backing is so far. <laughs> the, the log of backing, pronounced <laughs> So it goes back so far.
1: All right. So my bonus round track is an arrangement from the iOS game Bullet Hell Monday. So Ooh. this this is a um, just
0: another Bullet, bullet Hell Monday.
1: Monday. Pew 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 <laughs> um, So yeah, this is a it's a really cool idea um, where the stages are, are really short or it's just a boss and you control the ship with just your finger, and it just auto-shoots. And as you play through the game, you earn, um, I guess, like, in-game like credits, which you can use towards buying new ships and buying new music for the game. The music is really good. So the the whole style of the game is just really... It's, it's kind of like, remember, it's like Geometry Wars? Very much like that, where it's not like ships and, like, World War II ships and robots. It's It's really just geometry, shapes and colors. And it's really fun, and I got really obsessed with it for a while. So it was developed and also composed by Masayuki Ito, and I found this on his SoundCloud page. as a chiptune version of the theme song, Bullet Hell Monday. The Bullet Hell Monday Chip Tune Remix. It was originally composed by Masaki, ma, originally composed by Masayuki Ito, and remixed by uh, Masayuki Ito.
0: That's we, a lot of Masayuki Ito. I totally mispronounced that too. Yeah, oh we, God, I too. know.
1: It's not even that long of a name. I just <laughs> I just keep saying it wrong.
0: Is, I'll blame
1: the hour. It's late. It's late. <laughs> uh, Masayuki Ito, the uh, developer and composer of the iOS game Bullet Hell Monday, very cool. Uh, so if you like that style of music, um, the rest of the of the soundtrack is not kind of in that fake bit, chiptune style, uh, but it's pretty cool. So check it out on the, I think I have it for Android and in the Apple Store. So if you want to know more about the artists in the bonus round part of the show, go to rhythmandpixels.com. We'll have links to their SoundClouds and BandCamps and everywhere you can go get the music and support these artists.
0: Support them! Support them!
1: Approaching. Thanks for joining us on episode 18-1 of Rhythm and Pixels. (laughs) (laughs) Like this dramatic pause. Thank you for joining us on that episode. Uh, Oh, you gotta give it to me, Pranale. Come on. (laughs) Gotta have a little little bit of fun on the show sometimes.
0: I'm Alfred Hitchcock, (laughs) and you've been listening to Rhythm and Pixels, episode 18-1. Journey to the Stars.
1: Earlier on the program, we heard Masayuki Ito with Bullet Hell...
0: Monday. Many of our listeners felt that they also indeed wished it was actually Sunday as they listened to that. (laughs) They enjoyed it nonetheless because it was a quality piece composed of zest and vigor. Our number one listener, Robert Smith,
1: wished it was Friday.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Fun fact, tomorrow it is! Unless you're listening to the show and not recording it, in which case whoops! Well, thanks for listening to us
1: um, for this whole period of time when we talked about our favorite uh, shmups. Which I, I love that term, when I first heard about that term. When did you first hear the term shmup?
0: I'm honestly not even sure, and to this day, it almost doesn't make sense, and yet it actually does. It does, it's, it's shoot em up but it's shmup. But
1: it's, Instead of M, it's M, just the letter. Yeah, S-H-M-U-P, but it works, because like, it's almost like it's describing a specific style of game, right? Actually,
0: it's not even a U. It's just S H M U P.
1: Yeah, S H M.
0: I'm going to say S H U. I'm sorry. I'm dense.
1: It's Shamu. I blame Shamu-p. It's Shumup. <laughs> Shumup. Shumups. But yeah, um, yeah. I felt like we kind of indulged ourselves this whole month of, of just our favorite games.
0: And honestly, it, it, it hits a sweet spot for me because, as you know, with the show in general, like I, we talk music. I love games. Mm-hmm. I, I that's what brings me here in the first place. You know, so it's like. An opportunity to talk talk shop about the things I want to. Yeah, get you cracked your knuckles. Oh, I did crack my knuckles because that's how I get this down, is, this is, man. Did you come here to beat me up? No, I came here to beat thoughts into your head related <laughs> to <laughs> that, I cannot make that sound good in any way possible. Okay. No, I just wanted to talk games. I just like talking uh, games yeah. with friends. And, and this is a this is a good a good way to do it. A good oh, way to get, yeah. to get to that. And that's why mm. I I feel like this upcoming Patreon episode is a pretty big deal it is it is it's a big deal that i think i'm actually going to record myself saying it instead of just <laughs> typing it because i want you to hear it in the various groups submit your favorite tracks from games that you love like your tracks from your favorite games there we go yeah, your and, favorite games yeah, just let us know it's there's no shame in it if you don't even want us to use your real name. Give us a wacky alias right. like pumpkin face. I know, but or... we're, we're,
1: we're gonna have way too many submissions of you know Ristar for the Genesis. It's gonna be too many. <laughs> no mean, one we can, can see... see the face I'm making. We can play them all over again. No one can I, see. I, I, I wouldn't mind the
0: face <laughs> I'm making at you. We all know it's going. <laughs> the Ristar. Though so admittedly, if if we get like five submissions of different star tracks and they have like genuine testimonials. I don't. I would genuinely bite the bullet and just have it be a rice star episode. <laughs> like, patreons love rice star. That would be the title of it and everything. It our right? patrons love rice star. It's a very. It's a very
1: rice star episode. <laughs> uh, that's all right. So that that's coming up this Thursday, after this episode has been released. Yes. Um, 7:30 p.m. Eastern. Um, well, we'll have we'll have notifications out on our Patreon page and all that.
0: I think by the end of this episode, after this episode, I'm probably going to just record it too. Like, yeah. Let's put it out there. Like, yeah. hey guys,
1: You're <laughs> um, So if you want to get in contact with us, if you have a, a track suggestion, or if uh, you have a topic suggestion, send us an email.
0: Rhythmandpixels at Hotmail.com.
1: And uh, if you'd like to learn more about our show, if you want uh, access to all of the episodes, access to the full track listings of every episode, go to the website.
0: Rhythmandpixels.com.
1: Uh, check us out on instagram and twitter and facebook it's rhythm and pixels all one word there's a group called rhythm and pixels chat on facebook that's where kind of a lot of discussion on our game of the month is happening uh check us out on youtube youtube.com rhythm and pixels we have a 24 uh, 7 um uh, radio station that just plays nothing but 8-bit and 16-bit music uh, classics and deep cuts from our friends um and if you'd like to support the show hit the subscribe button or hit the comment button or any whatever you're listening to is helpful you can also go to patreon.com/rhythmandpixels there you can uh, support us there and we have a monthly live stream we have for all of our app, uh, all of our patrons <laughs> i'm having a hard time with words for now
0: <laughs> my word Ooh, stuff
1: uh, so la- yeah, last we uh, we like to thank all of our Patreon members at the at the end of every show, and we will thank them now. But last week we had a little bit of a fighting game tournament between all of the Patreon members. And do you remember who won? We didn't have a winner.
0: We did not. It was just everyone. It was like various matchups between two people. Yeah. We, there I mean, was no like top of the heap. <laughs> no top of the heap because they're all great except for the
1: losers. There, there were there were first round losers. Nonsense. <laughs> They just went to the other awesome realm Don't let him fool you So we uh, we want to thank all of our Patreon members We want to thank Alex, the Messenger, Messenger That Nick Walker, that one Uh, Steve Miller, the Autistic Gamer Cameron Werma Christopher Shenstrom Damian Beckles Bobby Arson of the One Up Funk Band One Up Funk (laughs) (laughs) I love that name (laughs) Of the One Up Funk Band, the One Up Funk I want to thank Wicked Sephiroth Okay, Impala I want to thank Carlos Kung Fu Carlito from the Heroes Three podcast, Henrik Anderson of the Camouflage Commodore sixty four podcast, and he just recently did a, a guest spot on Nerd Noise Radio. Really, yeah, another very cool um, uh, video game music podcast run by um, Saint John. I want to thank Michael. He's a Br- great dude, a great dude. I want to thank Michael Bridgewater from the Forever Sound Version podcast. Um, he hasn't had a podcast in a little while because he is oh fun. he's globe trotting right now, man. That
0: was funny. As see what he remembers when he gets mm-hmm. back, we're going to do a greatest hits CD exchange. Ooh, so I, I'm cracking the like knuckles again. Are
1: you actually going to like send him like a physical CD? Yes. Oh, I'm excited about that. Like a little mixtape, Mm-hmm. Purnell's greatest hits. I had a few of those. He said, "Oh man, years ago, years ago, I had Sonic Coaster Pop." had this oh you remember that oh yeah yeah I, I ran into it a little while ago but um yeah it was like pernell pernell mix one and pernell mix two <laughs> or then it was just called p mix
0: i think the, it was like
1: for the p, car a p dash mix yeah uh, i also want to thank brian pitt morton gangso chris marie jupiter jazz Solus sanctuary Six master john jekyll joe vasallo Chris Steenerson and David Smith. Thank you all so much for your continued support of the show. Thank you for being
0: awesome people.
1: Legit awesome people. All right. So next week is going to be a uh, Patreon live show, so it's going to be a little wacky. I'm going to
0: have some caffeine,
1: what do you some know? Uh, some scones, uh, some yogurt.
0: assuming I haven't gotten to the end of the game by that point. I'll probably be playing The Messenger for the episode. I think that would be a very fitting oh, that's game right, to because you get run. it on the Switch. So you can yeah, play it on the Switch. That'd be kind of cool. I need to get a little bit further into it because I mean, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to beat by any of the because I got reviews and stuff I got to mm-hmm. do. Plus, I'm obsessed with the trails games, but I would like to actually beat this game for you. Like I said, I l- the platforming is legit. And when you're going for some of those seals, like when you get that hang glider and you're like, do you that that weird down attack that you kind of bounce higher. Yes. You can do some crazy stuff with it.
1: You can, and I'm terrible at it. I am the worst at it loves I it can't stand it <laughs> i love that glider and the, the pig pogoing yeah i haven't i haven't quite gotten that the hang of the some of those mechanics yet but i'm getting there
0: there's a there's a little twerking to it because like there's like a weird timing that comes from coming i, I say you don't yes. want to go out anymore you gotta come out of it and then you swing because yeah, you can't match it you can't match those buttons no you can't yeah be really deliberate though i did do the the weird thumb flopping thing where you know one button's on the lower button and the top of the thumb is the top where i can like Mm. Fold it to like release the swing and then like bring it down to jump. It's like it's like a constant rhythm, like swing, flop, oh, swing, yeah, flop. Oh, yeah, swing, yeah, yeah.
1: Actually, listeners, um, write in and tell us what you're doing with your thumbs and, and how you use <laughs> where, where you rest them <laughs> on your. <laughs> tell us how you flip your flop. I mean, we, we, we do a lot with our thumbs on this show, so um, tell us how your thumbs are doing. Um, yeah, we're getting older and we're gonna need thumb therapy at some point, maybe thumb replacements, thumb exercises, have replace. A,
0: put could put like a titanium pin in my thumb. Oh, yeah. I got to keep my... Oh, I got to keep my gaming up. I mean, all those rapid fire presses, though. Admittedly, <laughs> I think rapid fire is not your thumb. That's your like your index finger yeah, or your pointer finger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind of double tap. Yep. All right. That's it. middle finger and pointer finger. That's how If you can't tell
1: right now, but pronounce going on the table. That's right. It works. If you don't have a battery, that's the next best thing. <laughs> Um, one last thing for for those of you who are super special and want to listen to the end of the show there's two more things what's that for now you do yours first we're going to be at Too Many Games in uh, June of this year 2019 Um, no schedule of when we'll be doing the show but we'll be there doing the show
0: and when they tell us, we'll let you guys know too. So if you're in the area or can get to the area, you should yeah. come out
1: and hang out. We'll be running around, hanging out, talking to people, playing hanging
0: Playing board out. games, throwing tantrums, you know the deal. Yeah, playing uh, arcade games. So what are oh, you going to say? you beat baby. Yeah. Um, I wanted to mention that BitGen Gamer Fest yes. has announced its release, its date, as well as the bands that will be there. Okay. It will be in Baltimore, Maryland at the Auto Bar on July 27th, 2019. If you're in the area, you should totally be there. What bands will be there? We got the Megas. We got year 200, Whoa, 2000X. Megas are flying in? That's
1: right. That's awesome.
0: Super Madness, Cowabunga Piece of Time, Game Break, Steel Samurai, mm-hmm. Wreck the System, Garbage Masher, Random Battles, X-Hunters, Crunk Witch, Viking Guitar, Watch Out for Snakes, Galaxy Flowers, Waz-D, I guess it's Axis? And DJ Supersonic.
1: Okay, we've had a lot of these people on our show.
0: Yes, and they're going to be melting faces That's at great. the auto bar. It's a good time. I've gone to Bitgen every year wow. since like the fifth. All of those bands on one night. Yeah, it goes all day. It goes from like usually it's like two p.m. to like, oh, like I saw it on or the one. Facebook
1: says it starts at four p.m. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, basically my case is I'm going to be in like Pittsburgh, and I got to drive. I'm going to be driving if I go. I'm to go. I'm going to be driving from Pittsburgh right to the auto bar.
1: Well, this will be... I think I'm going to go. Be, this will be my first one.
0: It's a good time. Yeah, it's, I'm it, looking forward to it. It gets a little crowded, but you're there for the music, and you're just like, zing. Oh, all no, all, that's a good time, though. I think you'd enjoy it. All right, well, check it out. We'll, we'll, we'll plug it a few more times on the next few
1: episodes, for sure, because we love those guys. want to support everybody. Better believe it. It's like Chris Paines' thing, right?
0: He's a definitely affiliated, he's affiliated, if not... he's right? Yeah. I, oh. I don't know his exact, like, how how many people on the board, yeah. but I know he's definitely a major contender.
1: I, I think of BitGen, I think of Chris Baines, I think of Steel Samurai. Like that's <laughs> You want me both, that's, that's how I fitted it that's together. That's how
0: I met Chris. Yeah. So it was through BitGen.
1: Well, thanks for listening to the show, Rhythm and Pixels. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Purnell. We'll see you next week.
0: And remember, trying is a thing, failing is a thing, but success can only come through acts of trial. So keep trying, keep pushing, keep succeeding, when you get the successes and appreciate them as they come along. Bonus one. Don't be a jerk to people on the internet. It's all about being kind and courteous and considerate. And I get it. Sometimes sarcasm can be pretty fun. It, is. it can be really fun. But there's sarcasm and there's just jerkdom. Don't be a jerk on the internet. It's not worth it. And it, it helps nobody and the high is fleeting too. So,
1: Sure. Well, I mean, I you, won't be a jerk on the internet. Sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, How sarcastic was that? Ryan? I'll stop. <laughs> just be honestly, truth be told, just be, <laughs> be as kind as possible. Just, it's all about you know making friends or if not making friends, just having cool conversations online. It's That's worth weird. it. Yeah,
1: I'm not. I'm not like a spiritual, religious guy, but I feel that you put positivity out there people generally respond to it
0: oh yeah that's the truth and they sometimes really appreciate it too whether you realize it or not